Hi, and welcome back to the Dell Show. This is Jake, and we'll be your host today. <laughs> that was over dramatic. Shut up and sit down. Because this message is for the, the experienced cyclists who've been at this a long time. You guys do not screw this up. Do not screw this up and make cycling this obnoxious, exclusive sport anymore with your dumb rules and uh, and making fun of the new guy on the group ride. Here's my sunscreen. I got the disc brake. I got my fork ranked. I got my seat dropped. I push it real. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Dr. Martin Luther King once said that the function of education is to teach one to think intensively and to think critically. Intelligence plus character. That is the goal of true education. Well said. And uh, and you answer them. You help people out, but you don't shame them. You don't make fun of them. This is a community that we're all in. Uh, everyone who learns how to ride a bike now is going to be one less person who's honking at us in the street later. Uh, it's going to be more people who are advocating for bike lanes and safety. Let's. We have another chance at at cycling being awesome, and and let's take advantage of it. But let's grow this community together, all of us. Cycling is a lifestyle capable of improving the world. It is also a way of bringing people together. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Fonder, and I'm here with Matt LeGrand. Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys look tan and leathery. Tan <laughs> and tan. You look tantastic. Tantastic. <laughs> no, you guys, you, you don't, Lance, you don't look like you've gotten too much sun. You, you haven't gotten burnt too badly. I, I try to avoid the sun, really. I, I mean, I, but. But my nose got a little cherry red, that's okay. for sure. And that voice you hear right there, Lance Friggin' Hepler. Lance Friggin' Hepler, yes, I'm uh, sitting near a beach on Hawaii at the moment, but we have packed up and are headed to the airport after we record this podcast because I've spent a week here and that's uh, all I can afford. He decided he's <laughs> going to come home to make it snow so everybody can thank Lance for that, huh? <laughs> hey, um, Matt, who's that guy to uh, Lance's digital left? Do you, do you... The legend. Woo! The legendary. Evan. Oh, man. The one, man. the only. It what is... you drinking? Evan Price. It is. It has been too long, guys. I'm sorry. You know, I, I'm going to introduce myself here and this, this new yeah. thing I have next to me. As I, I, I have my wonderful dog here with me, Pac-Man, who is way better than Piper as a dog. But yeah, way better. <laughs> Everyone knows it. I'm 100% joking. Lance Piper could run circles around this pathetic dog. Trust me. This guy, <laughs> this guy, this guy could not hold a candle to Piper in any distance or event of any kind. So. <laughs> <laughs> Piper, even myself. So it's, <laughs> it's it is kind of like you guys have them backwards, you know, because Piper does not sit still for a second, and she's constantly running and sprinting everywhere. That's Evan, and then Pac-Man. <laughs> Pac-Man, when he wants to, you can get after it, I'm sure. But he's just kind of like, yeah, chill. Let's go do something. Let's go for a walk. Let's go look around and see things. So. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you guys. And this to- and this is why. And this is why Pepper's perfect for Matt is because, you know, Pepper's annoying as heck and nobody wants him on the <laughs> right. podcast. So. Just like the owner. <laughs> Love it. I, I I don't show up for months. I just come in just insulting everybody right away. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll take what we can get. Awesome. All right. Hey, let's jump right into our, uh, our, our topic for the day. And the topic's going to be a good one because we all have something to say. We're going to do the old hot seat. You guys want to do the, some hot seat seat? The old hot seat. 
tried and proven. Let's do it. So hot. You got to listen naked. Put your clothes back on, Lance, though. <laughs> All right. I want to start first, and I think this might actually be a good one because I'm sure Evan's got a lot to say about it. But uh, are you guys... Uh, you know, ingesting all kinds of baking soda now? You guys are snorting the baking soda, adding it to all of your drinks and shooting up in your veins. I think that's and dangerous. Is it, do you get, you get like massive diarrhea if you... You might get a case not, of the cha-chas. Yeah. It's not, I mean, that's nothing for Lance, just, but the rest of us, you know. Just combine it with a bunch of ketones. Just just throw a bunch of ketones in there with some baking powder and yeah. you know, oh. anything else. Clear. <laughs> I've missed what has happened, Jake, so please explain your question. Well, it's been a long-proven thing that, you know, adding sodium bicarbonate, if, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, to your uh, your diet can help you with, you know, buffering lactic acids yes. and things of that nature. Um, the problem is, is when you do ingest baking soda, it causes all kinds of tummy issues. And um, I've actually even read some articles on it where uh, they've talked about brown bibs and whatnot, the brown bib oh. syndrome, which is kind of a, a gross thing. Brown so I was like, that was like a little TMI there uh, article I was reading. But hey, you know what? <laughs> but um, the supplement maker, is it Horum? Uh, what's the one that starts with an H? Uh, anyway, I'll look it up and, and give you the the, the name of the, the company. But they seem to have um, figured it out. They've got it into a, a, a gel kind of a serving, and they have you eat some other sort of like a, a gelatin-based um, supplement before you intake that, which creates a lining in your stomach, and mm. it doesn't cause the, the GI issues that people are having. Um, and they've been working with a lot of the pro tour teams, okay. Jumbo Visma being like one of their guinea pigs through this whole process oh. and who are using it full bore now. And they've got some teams who that they've sponsored, the, but who wants to be the guinea pig on that one? I don't know. Well, they said the entire team with the exception of Jonas Vingago are using it cause he's too sensitive to it. Yeah. But so that's the thing is I think you need to, it's basically, it's a lot similar to a lot of things where you have to train your gut a bit. And it's all about dosing, right? Like if you yeah. do too much of that, I promise you, it doesn't matter what kind of lining you put before it, yeah. you're going to brown bib syndrome. Exactly. It's just like using like magnesium. I don't know if you use oh, magnesium no, for sleeping but... and relaxation and, and calming your nerves and all that stuff. It works fantastic. However, use too much and yeah, you're, you're, you're going to be in the bathroom for for a bit. So it's a good way to lose a few pounds if you need to drop some weight. There but. you go. So. <laughs> So, so do you think Jonas, after uh, getting his his booty absolutely handed to him by Pogaccia, is going to jump on the bicarbonate train here next? <laughs> it's quite possible. So, <laughs> so now, I think. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so it, it's interesting because I think ketones had a similar issue where it was just rough on some people's guts, and then there's there's a couple companies that have come out with you know they're they're claiming that they're doing a much better job now with the with the GI distress. So I think, you know, it, it's like, it's almost like these home remedies become, become, you know, once, once they get into the mainstream, some company's going to find a way to make your gut deal with it a little bit better and people just start utilizing it. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, there's a lot of stuff that they try in the tour though. So I'm not always sold on something when they're like, Hey man, this tour de France team is trying this. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, they could also try it for two years and move on to something else if it's not effective. You know, I mean, Yumbo Visma was pretty fast over the last couple of years too. So I haven't seen any massive, I haven't seen any massive results out of Yumbo Visma. That's so different than previous years where I'd be like, wow, this is, 
this is going to change the game yeah. or anything like that. Well, based on some of the reports that they're getting some, from some of the writers, though, they are coming out and outwardly saying that it's not game-changing, but it's very significant in terms of the performance enhancement that they're seeing from it, especially late in the races when they've really got to you know go hard when the pace picks up or coming into a sprint for a finish. This is a pretty yeah. This is a pretty old known performance enhancer. It is. But it was always an issue getting it to be able to be delivered right. to the body. So the fact that they're coming up with a means to kind of bypass all of the issues for most people, and if you're supplementing correctly and you're able to get a little bit of a boost, I, it, it's it's something that you got to look at. And they're actually even talking about like the UCI looking at this and whether or not it's something that they need to either regulate or right. outwardly just say you're not allowed to use that. Just ban it, UCI. Just ban you, it. You ban certain angles of the handlebars. And what are we just going to be like, oh, yeah, you can use these random supplements. Like, <laughs> come on, let's. I mean, there's like anytime this stuff goes public like this, it's only a matter of time before it's going to get banned. And then just True. triathletes will use it. And you know that <laughs> some poor souls reading these things, they're like, oh, I don't want to buy all the supplements, but I'm going to give that a shot. And they're going to go take it. And it's either going to like, hopefully not kill brown them, bibs. but yeah, brown bibs. Yeah, it's just going to yeah. be a, a very, very miserable uh, experience for them. Yep. If you're at a local road race this year and a guy poops his pants, then that is just like now a positive test then, right? I mean, that's, is that probably if, that, if is that, it's like, well, okay, he, he, he overdoses bi sodium bicarbonate. Then, so. Yeah. Um, Evan, is this something you would use or, or is this something you've considered using? No, 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 I would uh, ketones is the only thing that I'm like, I would somewhat consider, but not in racing. I, I would never use a supplement in racing in any capacity. I don't want to mess around with gut issues in any, there is no quicker way to lose a triathlon than spend three trips to a portal at there's there's no yeah. quicker way. So well, yeah, obviously no, you would, wouldn't use it going into a race and, and have never used it before. But I mean, would you yeah, would you yeah. would you tinker with it in your training to see how it feels? Uh, no, no. The, the the only reason I wouldn't tinker with that in training is because I I believe that that's crossing a line. I think I think it's crossing a line. Okay, that's, I think, that's my I think opinion. Evan's I've line. Known, I've known is, about sodium by yeah it's is, is a personal line but then i'll cheer for anybody who does it so that's, sure. that's how I, but i mean like matt matt knows about me is like i i don't even i don't even take a multivitamin like no, i i just particular. don't like last time you had yeah, an ibuprofen like, have you had an ibuprofen in the past two years no yeah. no the only time i ever had an ibuprofen in my life you saw it so yeah i did yeah when was that yeah yeah it was when <laughs> i don't even remember when it when it when i had that mid-ear infection and oh uh, yeah that was bad. Uh, yeah uh -huh. The company yeah. that makes the supplement is Martin. So um, oh, it's spelled M-A-U-R-T-E-N. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well I, I use them brand. for my nutrition. Yeah. And they're they're saying that they're the manufacturer of the groundbreaking carb-laden hydrogel drinks and gels that are guzzled in masses in men's and women's uh, races before world tour races. Did they say guzzled? Is that, is those that the are the, word those are the words that they use. Guzzle. I think of like the only guzzling is the empty of emptying of your wallet that happens. Exactly. Three okay. bucks per gel. Your yeah. money can be guzzled out of your wallet and into their pockets. Yeah, yeah they are pretty pricey. Um, the Swedish they brand are. is uh, pretty uh, pretty expensive, but people seem, seem to like the stuff. Yep. Don't don't you use Martin, um, Evan? I do. Yeah, and uh, you, uh, yep for. For uh, only for key sessions and training, uh, gotcha. or, uh, it's too uh, expensive to key, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too. I, I I buy new Martin gels probably every two three months. Gotcha. 
Lance, is it something that you would consider using? He's already probably like placed his order <laughs> while we're sitting here. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason he's been quiet is he just ordered this off Amazon right now. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'd be willing to give it a try and see what happened if it's legal and it's it's okay. I mean, I I tried the ketone route uh, a couple years ago. I didn't really find a whole lot of results with it. So, but that was, they've actually changed ketones quite a bit. They're probably a lot more effective now than they used to be but I haven't tried them again, but I will. But the sodium bicarbonate stuff, um, it's certainly intriguing to me. And if it's, if it's legal and okay, I might give it a try in some, you know, training situations and see how my stomach reacts. I tend to have a pretty steel stomach and stuff doesn't bother me, but funny enough, this whole week I've been in Hawaii, I've, you've been pooping your pants. I've been, I've, (laughs) I've been around, brown cowing it all week (laughs) (laughs) sorry dude but uh maybe it's just it's just too much fun it's an overload of fun is what the problem is gotcha and (laughs) a quote directly from martin says if you look at the world tour level there are dozens of riders from teams we do not sponsor that are placing orders so there's obviously something there i mean I, i don't think people would be taking it for you know any other reason that it's it's working? I mean, it's like it's not a placebo thing here necessarily. I mean, if they're getting honest to goodness results and, and riders are like coming out and saying this stuff is game changing. I mean, Roglic is saying that it's what helped him um, in the the Tokyo Olympics uh, get gold. I don't, I don't know. I, it would be interesting to try. I have no idea what this stuff costs, but it would be interesting to try. I think if anything that there's revolutionary bit to it, it's probably the fact that Martin is like packaging it decently and making it easy to consume on the bike because yep. I mean, it's uh, as a powder, it's not something you want to in, ingest. I mean, sodium bicarbonate, I mean, you can think of it just like the baking soda yeah. that's in your, yep. in your kitchen or whatever. So somehow if they're adding it to their gels or something like that, I think a lot of these nutrition companies have been using it as part of, it might even be in some of your, uh, pre-workout kind of drinks or Maybe, things, something yeah. like that. I would take a look at that and see if there's anything in there that looks familiar in the ingredients. But, you know, a lot of those things, you know, again, proper dosage, yeah, they do work. If you want to give it a shot too, I would highly recommend that you chase it with some vinegar because I heard that that makes you really fast. Yeah. That's uh, the old <laughs> volcano experiment, right? <laughs> Isn't that the volcano You're experiment? You get a volcano out of every orifice. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, any other thoughts on that? I mean, do you guys, Matt, is it something that you would try? Uh, No, because, and the only reason I wouldn't, so I've been in a weird spot where five years ago I would do all kinds of like, just try to, you know, try anything to make sure that I'm having good races, you know, at the top, at the, whatever I could do. Cause you really are investing a ton of time and money and your time is money in, in a lot of cases where it's like everything kind of leads up to that Ironman race. Sure. Now, that's not the situation for me. So it's it's five years ago, yes, I would have experimented, try to get dosing perfect so that I could um, take full advantage of everything that's within the rules so that I'd have the best chance of qualifying for Kona. But right now where it's like, whether I go to my local triathlon and I go five minutes faster or not doesn't even matter. It's that Same, much. It's, You're missing a huge opportunity. You could come out and crush the fog out social ride. If I only had the sodium bicarbonate, <laughs> I could I could probably crush. Yeah, that's what's missing. That's what's missing from my training. 
Yes. All right. Well, Evan, have you heard of anything else out there on the streets that we should be taking? Drugs. Drugs. Uh, well, you know, apparently runners in, in Kenya right now are still using the good old EPO. Yeah. If you guys heard, Ooh. I know Matt just heard this. Yeah. Zane Robertson. Yeah. yeah. He's from New Zealand. Tell but you what, he, guys. He trains in New Kenya. Zealand. Yes, he trains, trains in Kenya, in, Kenya. In, yeah. in Ethiopia. And uh, yeah, he got popped for EPO. Yeah. Sweet. Big, big name to get popped. Yeah. So. He was the New Zealand record holder. Don't you guys. Don't you guys just miss the good old days when it was just testosterone and EPO? Like that was, it was like, all right, what do you get popped for? It's like, ah, oh, you did another blood bag. You're like, oh man, yeah. Alberto, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost, don't you feel like it's almost like the people that are, it's almost like the people that are getting caught are like, you're just not thinking, man. You're so dumb then. You're so dumb. Like, like you're, you're, you're either really, so this is also the the reason that I don't, Anytime something's cycling around the tour peloton, if it's individual riders buying it, I really don't care as much. As soon as like Pogacher's coach is right. on it, then I then I care because those are physiologists. Those guys know what they're talking about. Most of the tour guys, I mean, they're just guys that ride bikes. Yep. So if their buddies like, hey man, just crush this workout, feeling great, use this random powder. Yeah, I think the 22 year old who just like made the Euro peloton is going to be like, well, if he's doing it, I got to do it. Like, there's no scientific process right. thinking there. Like, I would love to do a placebo study where I passed around, like, uh, like, like sour candy powder. Right. And, like, had, had Eric Zobel tell everybody it was, like, the bee's knees and see how many guys the next year are doing it. I bet half the Peloton would be doing it the next year. You can only buy it from Evan <laughs> Price, and it's $20 yeah. a pill. <laughs> We need to we need to try this. It's just mystery powder to hand around the pro Peloton. Doctor Price, do you have any more of those those Skittle flavored drugs that make yeah. me run fast? Mike's Mike's secret stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. All right. Anything else on that topic? Or is that nope. enough? All right. No. Good. It's hot. Hot. Matt, Matt you got I got, something? A, I got a I got a softball hot seat question for you guys. Ooh. Which classics race is the best? Oh. Oh no, I like that question. Yeah, I mean it's time. It's it is the time. Did you guys? It is. Was it was it Milan San Remo on Sunday? Was that? Did you guys? Was that Absolutely. Race? Did you guys yeah, watch? It was a great anybody, race. Anybody? Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Court. Oh wait, I know that we're gonna do our talk later, but come on, just tell me what happened. I didn't see it. Matthew. <laughs> uh, Vanderpool. It's actually a very brilliant race. Yeah, Matthew Vanderpool kind of uh, he he kind of pulled it off and took it to. Um, the, his other compatriots who he yeah it it was a pretty fun race to watch so one is that the best classics of, race that there is no, on the calendar no no Milan <laughs> San Remo is Milan San Remo's 200k of of snoozing and then a race basically so it's yeah. it's amazing finish I mean the Poggio is still the best five minutes of cycling all year I mean it's it's amazingly intense but I don't think a I don't think a sprinter is ever going to win this race again. These these guys are too strong. Like MVP, Wout, Pog, Ghana, they're but, not letting a group come to the line but anymore. You could argue that those are sprinters. Some of the some of the names you just mentioned, they're yeah. all arounders. Yeah. but they're they yeah. got some get up and go. I mean, who they do, who had the green sure. jersey last year? I don't know. It's just like there's that's true. That is very true. Yeah, uh, I would my 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 pick is I. This is boring, but I, I just think genuinely it's such an awesome race because it's so wild the entire time. It's Perry Roubaix. Yeah. Perry Roubaix yeah, is my that's, favorite. That's the same I mean, it is. Yeah. And it's also too the, the best part that I like about Perry Roubaix 
is the guy that you think is going to win usually does yeah. not win Perry Roubaix. That's true. Which makes it really, really cool. I feel like Flanders is an awesome race, but Flanders, in my opinion, is it's like, okay, strongest dude on the day is probably going to win that race. Perry Roubaix has so much crap happen during it and so many tactics just from when is a team yeah. going to burn its matches? When are you going to go all in? I think I think Perry Roubaix is is the best race to watch start to finish. And I think of the, the spring classics. There, the cobble sections are so I don't I wouldn't say irregular, but like kind of sprinkled throughout the race enough where it's almost like yeah. you kind of want to constantly tune in to see what the big thing that's going to happen is coming up. And how fun yep. is it to watch the, the end of that race if yeah. there's still riders together? Oh, yeah. On the velodrome, I mean, you go through all of this hell, and then you're in a velodrome playing this cat and mouse game of like, all right, who's going to lay it down on the, the, the last lap and who's going to you know be the victor here? So it's an interesting, very diverse it's a, race. It's a cool race. Yeah. What about you, Lance? I I I I hate, I hate to say this, but I agree with uh, Mr. Evan Price. Woo! Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> Perry Roubaix is just it's it's exciting and fun from start to finish because there's so many great cobble sections. Unlike Milan San Remo, it has it has ten great minutes of racing and you know six hours of boredom. So I yeah, Perry Roubaix is probably number one in my book. Two hundred and fifty six kilometers. Is Strada Bianchi considered a, a classic yet, or is that no, still it's, no it's on the bubble. when does it? When does yeah. it get inducted? Like when is when is it allowed to be a classic? Because that race is awesome. I still would rather watch Perry Ribe, but God, I mean, Strada Bianchi every year. I look forward to now. I know it's only what's it's only like ten years old or That's less. The thing. I think, I think but... these races have to be like four hundred years old to be able to be considered. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, so you gotta wait. So a while. our great, so our great, great, great grandchildren will get to have the talk right. where they're like, Strada Bianchi is now just old enough to be a classic. Just now, <laughs> <laughs> this brand new race. <laughs> If you're interested in watching the Perry Roubaix, it comes to us on Sunday, April 9th, which is two weeks from Saturday or Sunday. Sorry, just said Sunday. Yep. So good times. Um, are we all in agreement then? It's pretty much Perry Roubaix. I think that's a safe. Yeah, that's, that's like the the Super Bowl of the. Yep. The spring classics. The classics. Like it. That's a good question. Yep. yep. Exciting stuff. It's coming up soon. Evan or Lance, which one do you guys want to go? Do you guys want to do the digital Rochambeau? See if you can uh, come Me. over. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no. Let's do it. Ready? Yeah. One. Rock, tape. Shoot. That was the worst case, worst Rochambeau I've ever seen right there. So they're both bouncing their fists up and down. We have like digital delay. Yes, that was rock. I got you. All right. All right. Evan's rock beats Lance's scissors. All right. You get to go next. Go. All right. The the, the cheesiest, way too early question that I love asking this time of year. After Perry Nice, we all should already know this answer, but who's going to win the Tour de France? We all know Perry Nice is the is the end all decider it already. Is. It's already been decided, guys. Do we want to? <laughs> do we want to say who's going to come in second place? I mean, I think we're all going to probably put the same person at the top of the heap. Oh, well, we I don't not. know. We do. We do I, have I Evan not. here. I'm sorry. So here's the thing. Pogacar looks so strong, and I think he's hungrier than ever. Yeah, we talked about this. Just, his team we were got ta- better. We're, yeah, we're only we're going to keep talking about it until the race sure. is over. Yeah. It's just going to be fun. But yeah, I think he's the safe bet. Uh, but maybe has he peaked too early? That's the real question. Is like his he's racing and he's racing extremely well. His form is good. Has he peaked too early? No, he's still climbing. He's still getting faster and stronger, and that's why he's going to crush. Ugh. We'll see. He's only going to get faster. That's just my two cents. But Evan, 
It sounds like you have some contrarian response here. Um. Oh, no, no, no. Lance, <laughs> okay. Lance gets to go first. <laughs> my, my thought is that it, it's kind of uh, Pogacha's race to lose, but, you know, Vingigo could be building towards that, whereas Pogacha could already be um, peaking early season. It's kind of hard to tell. So, but I would pick Pogacha too. Hmm. All right. Jake? I'm going to say Pogacha. You can't, I, I said it last week, I said it again right now, Pogacha, yep. and I'll say it to you next week, and I'll say it to you at the start of the race, and at the end of it all, it's and Pogacha. Then, and then we'll see. Yeah. It's e- not Richie Port. Egan Bernal. Evan. Egan Bernal. So, Price. so is everybody <laughs> is everybody ready for the incorrect answer now? Yes. <laughs> all right, so this is not being a prisoner of the moment. This is, he's a young man. He is very, very talented. But unfortunately, he is French. David Gadu looked looked excellent in that race. Now, what the, this is not a mystery. Remember, he was a he was he was very competitive in the tour last year. He was almost next best up behind uh, Pog and Vingago. I think, as much as I would love to say, hey, Vingago's just building. He's just building. He is v- Vingago might have had his year. And I am not sure if he's going to have the same type of growth that Pogacar is going to have. Now, the only way that could do wins, Pogacar is going to have to go wild the first week like he usually does. Gadu will be patient. He will be next best. And unfortunately, I do think Pog might have something happen to him. I don't think it he's going to win the tour this yeah. year. I think I think that also Jumbo Visma is so strong. They're going to bait him again and again into Ooh. multiple huge efforts like they did this last year. They're smart. Pog is amazing, but I don't think he races nearly as smart as Jumbo Visma does. And next best up will not be Vingago. It's going to be David Gadu. And I think David Gadu will win the tour this year. So if David Gadu and France makes, and France, France will go, go wild. crazy. That would be, I would love to France, see that. France will lose their absolute minds. Price. If he's on, if he's on the podium, I am buying you a beer. Oh, I, if he's, I even, that, if he's really. even on the podium. He is an he's an amazingly talented climber. He is an amazingly talented climber. So that guy will be in the final moves at the tour, for sure. Whether whether he beats Pog or not, heads up, is we'll is beside the point. I'm not saying he's a better rider than uh, than Pogacar, but I think Pogacar will get baited into more bad decisions in the first week. We know it to be true because Evan Price <laughs> has predicted it. Did you know that our own yep. our own Sir Ian Gibson, who was on the podcast not too long ago, um, actually rode with Gadu in Tenerife. Um, probably oh, like a month or two ago. Yeah. He was, uh, riding and he sensed these guys come up and he looked over his shoulder and it was Gadu and was some other pro and they're hammering up a hill and they're at a conversational pace for them. And Ian was holding their wheels for like five or 10 minutes and just absolutely dying turned inside nice. out trying to keep up with them. But <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool that he got to ride with those guys. That's awesome. So Evan, here's my yeah. thing, Evan, uh, Gadu either won't get picked by his team to do the tour. <laughs> <laughs> or he won't, he won't finish it if he is pissed. That's, that's- <laughs> I will. I will say. Do, do you guys remember the year that Pino pulled out because like his knee like got hurt or something like that? I had told Kit that year. I was like, guaranteed, Tipo Pino's on the podium. So, so here's. I was like, right. <laughs> it's like the kiss of death being picked by Evan Price. Exactly. And so my point is, 
the French are like singing Evan Price's praises right now. Oh, he knows the, he's the best. He knows he knows the good is going to win. <laughs> the people that are in the know who are French are cursing Evan's name right now because he just lost the tour. So yeah. exactly, <laughs> I'm worse. I'm worse than GCN. GCN has some terrible picks, but I'm I am I am amazing. I am amazingly worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. Um, for the for those of us who took um, P- uh, Pagacha, let's assume that Pagacha. I don't know, doesn't finish or doesn't come in first. Sure. Or let's, if you had to pick a second place, are, are so you going to take Gadu? You or just me- take, no, you take Vingo. Vingo, go. yeah. Those guys are, I mean, you really have to look at last year's results. They are cut above, and they, they don't, I don't see any problems yeah. this year. I mean, I don't think Vingo is, like, firing on all cylinders, but he, I don't see any reason not to pick him. Let's say that he doesn't pick it up, and let's say that he goes into the tour like he is right now. Do you think Roglic is going to step up and be the uh, the GC guy? That's that's a big question because I think Roglic I Roglic might be racing the Giro. I need to look at that. He might be Giro. Hmm. Would they not take him to the tour? I mean, who I think Yumbo Yumbo is in trouble if Vingago isn't isn't in peak tour form. I mean, just just for the tour. They're in big trouble because I don't think they have I don't think Roglic is 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 gonna be I mean there's just there's just too much history with him of not not being able to hold through a whole grand tour successfully yeah, well, at that level. So so I think Yumbo's in trouble if Vingo's not the not the choice. He's uh he's getting up there. He's getting up there in age, but he's had a really good spring so far. He's looked really strong. So I mean, he whatever looks good. whatever world tour he goes to, I think he's going to do well. I think that if he does go to the Tour de France, I think he's going to be there in support, but if Vingo should step down or not have a his best race or get hurt or something along those lines. I think that he's a, a formidable component to this whole like um, podium talk. I mean, I think that yeah. he's somebody that could come in there and, and surprise us. He's looking good, but yeah, I, don't know. I'm just, I mean, I, I would love to, I would love to see Roglic go out and win the tour. That'd be actually amazing that would, to watch that guy really competitive. Such be a, a nice huge guy. story. Yeah. That would be fantastic yeah. for him, but I think a lot of us would root for him. But I, I yeah. do like Pogaccia too. I mean, I don't I don't dislike any of those three guys yeah. that are. I mean, I would yeah I'd seriously look at Gadu as a, like a dark horse. I don't know if yep. I necessarily put him on the podium, now but that, I, now I, Price, I don't think Evan's wrong. But now that Price, Price picked him, though, yeah, that, really, yep. that really hurts his chance. <laughs> that hurts his chances really badly. That really screws him. Well, I mean, it's it's going to depend on who Ineos wants to put out too, because Ineos is a great team right now. Who Ineos is racing well. Yeah. Danny Danny Martinez. Um, yeah. Uh, Egon Bernal. <laughs> Egon Bernal. I, I think that they just announced that he wasn't gonna do any grand tours this summer. I don't know. Let me go. Let me find the article. News to me, but yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that's a good question, Evan. I like it. Yep. A- anybody else have a response to that? Anything else they'd like to say? Good. All right. Cool. Well, Lance, what do you got? Well, I don't have a real interesting question, but this this new SRAM transmission. Oh, good. That is a great yeah. question. Is completely intriguing to me, and if what you know about it is this something you would want to put on your mountain bike? Yes. <laughs> Simple answer. Oh, yes. On 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 my mountain bike? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, in full disclosure, I still have not sat down and fully dug into it, but I've seen enough and read a few bits and pieces and watched the beginning of a video that I still haven't finished. It. Uh, I need to go back and do that. But from what I'm seeing and what I'm reading and just kind of like understanding what it is that they're, what they've accomplished with this. Yes, absolutely. It's something that I want to read. And I do have the, um, 
the Pacific Northwest regional manager from SRAM coming in to, to visit with me on Friday. Oh, cool. So maybe Lance, if you want to be there to talk shop, um, he might actually be bringing some of the stuff and we're going to go do a full dive on it and we're going to get fully up to speed. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. But um, oh, I might that. Yeah. What's that? So I might want to be there for that because that sounds uh, uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. This, this SRAM transmission, the biggest thing with it is it does away with derailleur hangers. There's no yeah, more that's, that's cool. derailleur hanger. But is yeah. it cool? We but is know. it? We don't know. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, it's a new design. It's, the, it's unique the, enough. The, that's why it's cool. One of the biggest things that is a, a, a plus or a pro sure. for derailleur hangers is to protect your frame and to protect your Absolutely. rear derailleur. How I mean, many of us have, broken, was, how many of us have broken a derailleur hanger? I'm sure it's all a, four I of us. Much, I would much rather break my derailleur hanger than the derailleur. That's yeah. the whole thing. I mean, a, a new SRAM red derailleur, those things are $750. Or a frame, if you break your frame, that's you know thousands of dollars. And the way that those things it's are the, designed, it looks to me like it's not going to be easy to replace. No. You know, it's kind of it kind of comes down on two pieces. Yeah. I, I imagine if that part breaks, that's I mean, or is it bomb proof? Is it know. is it bomb proof? Well, something well, something can break. Something's you're yeah, gonna be the weakest link there. They keep showing videos and pictures of people standing on the derailleur and it not. Oh, like, wow. The bike laid down on its side and standing on the derailleur because um, it's a whole proprietary system. You have to use their cassette, their chain, uh. ring, chain, all of it. And, and all those things work together. And so the derailleur doesn't connect into where a hanger would go. It actually connects into where your through axle goes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's a whole different system that it just is way more bomb proof. And the beauty of it is it will it will shift crisply under load. Which is fantastic. So you going, yeah, you can be going full sprint or up a or up a hard climb and shift and it will shift quickly. It will shift crisply without without skipping. Do they there's no so, frame changes that need to be made. It just goes into the like skewer, like not the skewer. The that's right. That's oh, wait, oh, yeah, oh, oh. That's you hear that? Oh. The crowds. Oh, you know who that is? That's Ruckus Composites. They're celebrating right now about all of the chain stays <laughs> and seats, or yeah, seat stays that they're going to be fixing because of this. I, I, I don't know, man. Let's let's test it by standing on Jake's rear derailleur now, sure, and then we'll yeah. try it afterwards with the new components and see which one holds up better. <laughs> I, in principle, I think it's a fantastic idea. I need to know a little bit more about this. And it's like, all right, what are you going to do to protect the frame? That, that to me is pretty important. I, yeah. Frames it, to get something repaired, Lance knows it's not cheap. I mean, you're, you're having to repair all the carbon, then you're going to try and paint match it. And you want it to be done professionally. You don't want to be some janky garage project that you're doing. You're looking at fixing a rear triangle. You're looking at about 700 bucks, if not more to have that repaired. If for some reason the you know the rear derailleur <sighs> takes a big giant hit, hits the ground and cracks one of those stays, I mean it's just something that could get kind of nasty. Now, maybe this kind of starts to force a change in the cycling world. Maybe they start to beef up or use different materials or who knows whatever they're going to do to that particular part of the bike where the drop and in, in the through axle yeah. goes. But, it is interesting, isn't it? It's yeah. like where like something the rear derailleur takes a big hit. Where does that force go? Yeah, does it go? almost into the hub area of, I mean, like I, I'm very curious about this as well. Yeah. And I'm a little bit skeptical of a spokesman from SRAM 
giving you all the details because it's going to all be positive. Of course. Like, but I want to yeah. hear, I want to hear yeah. negatives. Like, where's this thing break? Yeah. So oh, interesting. Dude, I would, I would so trust a cycling, like any salesman that came in and was like, no, you don't want this. This is crap. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> yeah. this is so, you're like, wow, this guy, this guy, this yeah. guy's great. <laughs> I mean, I, I do like SRAM. They're always pushing the envelope. They're always trying to sure. come up with cool stuff. They They're always cool innovating. Stuff. Um, I, I, and I'm very, very intrigued about this. And if I had my choice to pick between old drivetrain and new transmission, and that's another thing. They don't call it a drivetrain anymore. They call it a transmission mm. for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I'm going to choose the transmission because it sounds like all of the pros that come with it sound fantastic. It's just that one thing that I'm hung up on. Like, well, I think I think what, what you'll find out is a lot of people will gravitate towards it. And then you being a bike shop owner who works on a lot of bikes, you'll find out what the oh, problems yeah. Yeah, are. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll hear about it for sure. But gonna, I mean, a year from now, if we're having this discussion, you're going to be like, oh, I can give you 10 things that, that are a problem with the new design. Sure. But it's st- and it still may be better than the yep. previous one. That yeah. you, you're just going to find the flaws. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to them yeah. for coming out. And I, I think that they just took another quantum leap away from all things uh, Shimano when it comes to off-road stuff. I, yeah. I don't know anybody that wants to put anything Shimano on their mountain bikes. I mean, Lance, can you think of any reason to put a Shimano group set on your mountain bike these days? Do they even oh, have I, anything that comes close to... Oh, their gravel stuff is good, right? It's all right. I think people like they, it. They The gear... I mean, you're, if, you're, if you're okay with running a two-by drivetrain, yeah, it's fine. Mm. It's it's serviceable, but still winning the whole gravel scene right now is, is SRAM, in my opinion. Again, just my two cents. Lance, do you have any other bits of information or things that you want to share about no. that transmission? So, no, I don't. You know, all these pros have gotten it, and they've all been singing its praises, and it's just, it just, it made my eyes go wide, and my... <laughs> Your wallet's hurting. I think Lance sent me a text message. It was like, at, I don't know, like 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night. He's like, oh, my God, I'm drooling. I need this. What are the price points you guys know off the top of your head? I, I haven't even looked. I look. It's probably pretty pricey. I think, huh? I think it's like 500 bucks for the whole system. So yeah. And you have to get everything. Banks, chain rings, um, cassette, chain, derailleur, all of it. Nothing's yeah. backward compatible. Um, nothing, nothing at all? Not nothing. No. It's all its own, I'm not going to say proprietary, but it probably is proprietary. It's yeah, its yeah. own ecosystem, and you can't use anything else. Like shift paddles, shifters, the the whole shoot and match you're, you're having to come out of pocket for. So, cool. Did they just announce this at the Taipei Bike Show? Uh, Tuesday, this past Tuesday. That's, so, two days ago. Yeah, that's We're recording on a Thursday. Um, sounds possible. Yeah. Anything else on that that topic, guys? Oh, I think that's good. I think we're uh, we're we're running low on Evan's time window, and okay. I want to hear about his pace. Yep, I think Evan said oh, he has a little bit more <laughs> time. Um, Evan had his. Yeah, thing. I still I still got like twenty minutes. Okay, yeah. Matt, do you okay. want to come with your hot hot seat question? Uh, or you did the, the 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 classics, right? Classics. Okay, and then Evan, did you do your? Yeah, you did your question. Lance did his question. So we're, we're done. We're moving on. All right, God. Moving on. Counting is hard sometimes. All right, let's jump into our, our backpedals, boys. You guys want to do some backpedaling? Um, should we let Mr. Evan Price go first so he can... Uh, you guys all raced, everyone raced except for me. And me. I'll get into that. Okay. Evan, start us off, bud. Yeah, Matt. Matt, where were you, by the way? I was swim. in... Swim. Just swim meet. Federal swim. Way. The Federal nice Way swim swimming pool is amazing. It's two, like It's like this giant 50-meter uh, pool... And then like a diving arena, all indoors, all covered with stadiums on either side. So I was watching, uh, wow. watching Ethan swim. So didn't they develop Let's that go, for 
like the Olympic yeah, kind of so. stuff, like Olympic trials, tra- or something. trials and training. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. That's amazing. It was neat. Evan Price, you raced last weekend. Yeah. So we had the, the Mike Myers time trial, uh-huh. which is just, we got, I mean, we have just wonderful weather for it, in my opinion, yeah. compared to, to what, I mean, like Jack Frost historically. And then even, I mean, it was even better weather than last year. Last year it was dry, but I mean, it was still chilly last year, if I remember right, wasn't yeah. it? It was, it was a pretty cold day. I mean, this was temperature wise was fine. It didn't rain till later in the day. It, it was great. It rained. After we had everything picked up, we were standing around and there was about four or five of us just chewing, chewing the fat, talking and kind of recapping everything. And we were just about ready to be done. And all of a sudden, a couple drops started to fall. We're like, yep, it's perfect timing. Time to get out of wow. here. So yeah. couldn't time that any better. Yeah. It was just an absolutely perfect window for, for the road race the day before in Papertown, too. And then the time trial, we hit a great, great, great uh, slot of weather. But yeah, it was... Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm building up for Oceanside uh, here coming up April 1st. And I really wanted to go fast at Mike Myers. Like I love just, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's a guy that we all love honoring and it's a course that a lot of us train on. And I'll be honest, I think I probably train on that stretch of road more than anybody in Vancouver or Portland at what the is, moment. What do they call it when you're like King of, it's not local King legend, of the local legend. Thank yep. you. Local yes. legend. You are the, you are the I, local uh, legend. Or, or as we joke now, the least creative route route person yes. in all of Vancouver. But I, I know that because I have a couple of those local legend things. I'm like, just I go run around the same circle. Oh yeah, same, same, same spot. So I mean, I I love it because it's my own little wind tunnel. I know exactly, you know how I'm advancing. You know the wind conditions on the day. It was no, it was good wind conditions. No, it was stop it was pretty dead wind. Good. Yeah, no no stops. And so it was pretty dead wind that morning. I'm not sure if you noticed anything, Jay, but it, it seemed. But c- compared to days previous, the wind definitely was dead, so which was good. Yeah, there was a storm front moving in, so it was the quote unquote calm before the storm, and we had that little bit of cloud cover that came in. It was it was broken clouds in the morning, and the clouds came in, which kept the temperature up a little bit, and then it was just again the calm before the storm, so it was like pretty yeah. dead calm. It was. It was. It was great, and so you know, I've I've been trying out a little bit different. Um, Aero position going into this season. I really like how it feels. I'm on 165 cranks now. So for the first time in a while on the time trial bike, I feel really, really comfortable and strong. So I knew I was going to push good power. Um, unfortunately, I think my aero position is a little bit more comfortable for longer rides and for how my run legs need to feel coming off. And I just know that after looking at the guy who beat me, who we'll talk about in a second, uh, just an elite aero position. I mean, an absolutely just slippery in the wind position. I I have a position I can get to that is close to that, but it is not comfortable for me yet. I mean, that's just not what we train is that 20K just hold the ridiculous like head touching your hands, you know, perfect turtle back type position. So uh, I I pushed like basically the best power I want. I, I could right now. I, I was five watts a kilo which is I've wanted to be in that range in the aero tuck for a long time. Cause it is, it's hard. Anybody who's ridden a TT bike knows Lance knows this, Matt knows this is it is very hard to push big power in the aero right. tuck. So finally feeling like I can now is good. So everything went right. I, you know, was 26, 40 and change, which is what I've, you know, just a hair under 28 miles an hour. I wanted to be 28 miles an hour, but you know, yep, who, you were 20 20- 26 minutes, 49 seconds, and you averaged 27.7 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. Fast. That was my, my garment, my, my, my straw had me at 27.9, but I, it was, I think, I think my computer started a little, 
late. It's it's like the auto start, and for whatever reason, it was like 30, 40 seconds off on the start. So. Okay, gotcha. Which which is fine. It's not like I'm looking at the power for the first 30 yeah. seconds anyway. But, yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a good day. Beat myself last year by like 25, 30 seconds, I think. Dude, that's a beat big the guys I. Yeah, it was a big improvement. Be, definitely beat the guys I wanted to beat. And then, you know, I, I will admit I was very confident I had it won when I crossed the st- finish line. I was like, that, that was it. Like, I got the win. And my butt got absolutely handed to me by 20 seconds by, was it Paul Borsier, right? Borsier, yep. Borsier. Okay, so the more people I talk to who know cycling around here, because remember, my, my road cycling career began in the Midwest, so I have not been road cycling here for a long time. This this is not that big of a surprise. This guy is legit. He has a long national championship history. He's a very fast bike rider, but he is 50 years old, 51 years old. Race age, too. 54. my god okay so and i and this is not an insult to paul in any way looking over him in the crowd he would not be the guy i'd pick out and be like that guy just smoked me in a time trial he's a smaller shorter guy seven kids that are older than you that's incredible (laughs) they all are good at time trialing also i am genuinely in awe of this guy and look i mean like i was so confused after the race if if you want to talk to dr handle about my comments after it i was I was like, how, th- this guy just smoked me. How did he beat me this bad? Like, I wasn't even in the same ballpark as him. I mean, beating somebody by 20 seconds That's over a 20K is a thrubbing. Like, 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 like I, got, I got spanked by this guy. And, I mean, he just so I, you know, Josh sends me the pictures of what his arrow position looks like and all this. He's just, he beat me with his brains. Because I'll tell you what, I pushed, so just under 350 is what I pushed. So five watts a kilo for me. He pushed 304 watts. And but he's average. Tight, and he's pretty small. Well, he's kind of like Chris Hannell a little bit. Yeah. Chris Hannell yeah. puts out about th- those kinds of watts. And he's not a sprinter. He's not like a, he's a, just a big watts kind of he, He's strong and he can put his watts down for a very long period yep. of time. But he is so slippery in the wind, like you said. Yep. He's super uh, arrow. Paul just Paul just knows how to ride a bicycle. Clearly, he's uh, I'm sure very much worked on his aero position. He knows how to hold it. And that guy, I mean, he just he just took me to school on a, over over a time trial. I wonder if there's little spots too where it's like, t- you know, going around that roundabout turn that's tight in all these little spots where it's like using every inch yeah. of the road on every single turn, like nailing all those little things like that in arrow tuck, which is really yeah. tricky yeah. to do that he might Well, have. and this was, so not not that this makes a 20 second difference at all, but there was a, uh, during my turnaround, there was a car that uh, decided it was going to basically park itself in the turnaround. Ugh. Our poor volunteers were trying to get this car out of the way. And this lady's just an absolute idiot. Who's like, oh, what's going on today? Like, head out the window, basically in the turnaround. So I had to squeeze around her, which, I mean, took a little bit of speed out I'd of my turnaround. 21 seconds if I <laughs> where I calculate yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, that was, I think, I think that was about 21 seconds and maybe a skin suit gave him another 40 seconds. So no, I'm just, <laughs> it's, I mean, that, that does, does, has, has no effect on the end result. He, he handed it to me for sure. Now, Lance, you've raced against Paul quite a few times. What do you know about him? So Paul, there's no shame in losing to Paul Borsier. He has been racing basically at an elite level for almost 30 years. He's been yeah, racing for yeah. a long time. He does all the racing, everything on the road and cyclocross. He just doesn't do mountain bike racing as far as I know. Um, mm. But yeah, he, he will, he'll race in open fields. He's done some 50 plus fields. He's been on the cyclocross national championship podium. 
like three times or something like that. I don't think he's won it, but I think he's taken second. So I almost beat him in a little cyclocross race uh, two years ago um, because I was faster through one very tricky, difficult section. And so I kept beating him through the section until he would sprint around me right before that section and jump off his bike. So I had to jump off his bike <laughs> and <laughs> he, he beat me as well. So yeah, yeah, he's pretty legit. He's also a coach. Uh, he does all the, all the types of bike coaching as well. So no shame, Evan. He's solid. Does he have so a little well, bit of a sprint behind his, in his uh, wheelhouse too? I mean, is it something he can do? Yeah, he does. He can sprint. He is, I mean, of course he knows how to time trial well, but uh, road racing is really his thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, maybe he got up to speed a little bit faster than you. Maybe he just really turned it on there at the end and had a little bit left to give. I, I mean, there's a bunch of little things, and that's probably what it ended up taking to beat you was like the sum of all the little parts to get that extra yeah, I mean, 20-ish seconds. That was to, to, to be honest, that was for, for, for my physiology, the best I could have paced it to, because I was joking with everybody after the race, my max sprint going into the last 400 meters was 350 Watts. So it was exactly <laughs> right what I averaged. Yeah. I got out of the saddle to sprint and literally looked down. I was like, that's the same Watts I was just putting out. Like I had <laughs> just no, less arrow. There, was, there was, there was nothing left in the tank at that point. So it yeah. was, that was, that was all I had F funny enough, just with how my training is going. So and this is not like, you know, I mean, you should still, if you're training for a half Ironman, still be pretty solid over a 20 or 40 K time trial. But, uh, my, my training has all been the half iron engine basically, which is, you know, 300 Watts for me. And that is, so as soon as we were done after I hacked up a lung and went around, uh, amazingly enough, I can't get my legs tired these days. So aerobically, I was completely maxed out during that effort. Like my aerobic system was like, what on God's green earth are you doing to us right now? But my legs... I could have gone out and done another time trial right after that. That's how, how if you train really specifically, how specified your, 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 your metabolic system gets to where I couldn't even put fatigue into my legs at that point. So there was no sprint because there is no sprint in my legs. Like there's nothing there. Nice. <laughs> cool. Um, right behind you was Rob Tornai from Pacific Office Automation. One of my old, uh, not nemesis, but one of my old, like, you know, cohorts in the whole racing scene i used to race against him all the time uh, he had a really solid time he beat dr hanel dr chris hanel by one second so chris <laughs> chris missed the the overall podium by one second he was i mean he takes his hat off to rob and he's a you know a, a good guy when it comes to all this stuff but he's like damn it i missed it by one second so it was uh it was kind of fun to see but yeah chris hanel he was he came in at looks like 27 minutes and 12 seconds again chris had a great day Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, 50 plus year old guy still throw it down. So he's again, like one of those guys that's super slippery and he can, uh, he can time trial with the best of them. Yeah. And then right behind him was Josh, Josh Monda. Uh, yep. Josh Monda was a couple seconds back on yep. the handle. 27, yep. 18. Yep. Wow. Good times. I mean, you guys all, uh, you guys all crushed. What else, what else you got fun. there? Anything else? The rest of your week was fine. Nope. That's basically it. Yeah. Rest of the week's good. Getting ready for first race block of the year here coming up between Oceanside and two races and end of April and May. So yeah, a lot of racing coming up here. Cool. Yep. Mr. Yeah. Hawaii 5-0 over here. What's up, dude? 
Uh, yeah, so I, I missed all the races this weekend because my wife and I came to Hawaii. We've been on Kona, the big island, um, all week. Uh, and I've, I've ridden my bike every day. I took, uh, I took one day off actually, but, um, but yeah, if I, I don't really ride on the queen K too much, which is really the, like the most popular place to ride because it's, it's a highway and there's a lot of traffic on it and there's really cool roads all around, uh, Kona in the captain cook area and up in the, uh, Javi Waimea area. Uh, yeah, so I, I had a great week riding my bike. Um, of course it was too hot and humid for me and I got a little bit of heat sickness that first day because I just, my body just doesn't adjust well to the heat. But, um, I, I don't know. I had, I had a great time. You can't do a ride here. Like it's like 1500 feet per 10 miles of (laughs) ride. Every freaking every way you turn, except for on the Queen K, it is a monstrous climb. So, um, I should have brought a bigger cassette. I would have liked that, but <laughs> but I did. <laughs> right on. And you're heading back this evening, yeah? Yeah, I'm heading back here in a few hours. Uh, we'll be home by like 1 a.m. Uh, tonight, so that I can make it to this mountain bike race uh, on Saturday. That's the plan. Cool. Anyway. Mr. Matt Legrand, you got some backpedaling for us? I ran a lot. Well, I mean, I, don't, I didn't run a lot, but I ran every day when I was um, at this swim meet. That was a long one. It was like Thursday through Sunday. Just lots of swimming, uh, watching swimming. I didn't get to swim myself. I brought swim stuff just in case. Like they had some open swim pool time, but they didn't. Of course, yeah. the whole the whole facility was was locked away for the kiddos. And uh, there was, you know, right outside the... Um, big swim area they had this like really nice gravel like you know crushed gravel loop around a lake so i just ran there like every day it was good cool didn't bring a bike you know because it's a lot to bring and mm-hmm. deal with and uh since then i've since i've been home i've been swimming every day so good for you good right. i'm tired my yeah. arms are tired yeah i uh had a, a kind of crappy week last week <laughs> Um, we no. did our time or not time. We did our team training camp and I put in 25 hours on the bike and everything just was going great. And every day, you know, basically stacked on top of the previous day and I was getting stronger and feeling really good. Came back, um, got, I wasn't sure if it was allergies, but I started to feel kind of a little bit like run like down, if you will. And I ended up getting sick. So training camp hangover, the training camp hangover. And it's, it's happened. Real. I mean, we've had five training camps and three of the five I've gotten sick within a week or two of coming back from training camp. And it probably just has something to do with, you know, You're pushing your body that hard. Yeah. It's just your immune system becoming compromised and being on plane with a bazillion other people. And yeah, all that fun stuff happened. So last week I went down to five hours of training and that's that was not ideal and i went out on saturday the day before the um time trial and it was a spectacular day it was the first day that we had like in the low 60s it was bright blue sunny skies i'm like i'm gonna go out and ride and i went out and did a preview of the flogging route that's Mm. supposed to start and um went out there i'm like all right i'm gonna ride this at a you know decent pace and do what i need to do to get ready for tomorrow and do a couple leg openers and in doing the leg openers my legs just absolutely rejected that notion and they're like Mm. we're not going to do this and so i'm like this is kind of not good because i'm not feeling 100 percent, but i'm not feeling like terrible 
Woke up the next morning and it was like, I felt like absolute crap. And so I just called Ugh. it, went out to the race, uh, kept my distance from everybody and uh, just called it and said, I'm not going to race today. Just going to take in the day and enjoy it and watch everybody else have fun. So missed the race. Kind of bummed about that. First time since I moved to Washington that I missed that race. Mm. Other than the COVID year where nobody raced. So anyway, um, took Monday off as well. And Tuesday got back after it and felt pretty good. We did our gravel ride, which was fun. And 30 miles and kind of kept it at a, a moderate clip and um, felt good for that. Got back on the trainer last night and I felt like I could have rode for a couple hours on the trainer. just didn't have time. And uh, tonight starts our flogging rides, which <laughs> coming up soon. It's this evening and it's in a couple hours. I just don't know if the weather's going to hold out. It doesn't look terrible outside right now, but we'll see what happens. Should be fun. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Champ here. Is Champ here? He said he's here. Champ, you here? Champ here. Uh, yeah, there, there was just a couple things to talk about. Milan San Remo, of course, was a fantastic race. If you didn't hear us talking earlier, uh, we did, uh, Matthew Vanderpool ended up winning that with a fantastic move just as they were cresting the Poggio with 5k to go. And he got like a five second gap and it was just enough to hold off. Well, Van Aert, Philippe Ghana, and uh, Pogaccia. So that was a really exciting finish to watch. It was uh, it was very fun. It was happy for Matthew. So that was very cool race to watch. Yep. Um, other racing, the the Volte Catalania is going on right now, and Remco Evenpool and Primoz Roglic are squaring off with each other. Um, Roglic has kind of had Remco's number. Um, except for yesterday, I think they were even, and then I didn't even see what happened this morning because I've been. Um, I haven't watched this morning either. We won't spoil it for anybody. But yesterday, Remco definitely, uh, definitely gave it back to Roglic. He had he had his number on the on the spree. He basically drug him through the last yes. bit of the finish, and then just he actually Remco Remco sprinted with Roglic on his wheel and dropped Roglic. So that was Remco was uh, making up for a couple days of of Roglic kind of going toe to toe with him. And I think both these guys are doing the Giro, I believe. Yeah, and so they're prepping for that. So it should be uh, that'll be one heck of a race for Rem. I, I mean, Remco's. I hate the guy, but God, he looks really fit right now. He looks, he looks very strong at the moment. He's doing well. He is doing well. So it should be interesting. Other than that, I don't have anything else. Thanks, champ. Any <laughs> um, triathlon news, Evan? Yeah, you can think of. I don't. I, I mean, really. Yeah, I'll give. I'll give some uh, triathlon news, then I got to head out. So there was a couple weeks ago since I had been here for a bit, Lionel Sanders gave uh, Super League oh, right. virtual racing a shot. Yeah, no, virtual. I mean, that, virtual. Yeah. Not real Super League, the one where you race on Zwift. <laughs> but uh, proved that uh, he can push bike pedals really, really hard and also can run fast on a treadmill. So yeah, he is very good. fit. Yep. And then and the then next you... week he went to Challenge, uh, Miami. Challenge Miami. Um, that race ended up not being good for him. He crashed, but I don't think it would have mattered. Jason West is, is just, he has that hundred K, um, distance down right now. He ran outside of his mind. The averages I saw, I think the GPS is a little bit off, but his, his average base was under five minute base, Wow, which is just terrifying. I should probably retire. I have no business racing guys <laughs> like this anymore. Uh, apparently I'm either, I'm either not on the good stuff or I'm just not good one or the other, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, that's basically it from the triathlon world. There was, um, 
Uh, let me think. Oceanside's the big. Uh, out in out in Lanzarote on the women's side, Annie Hogg threw down yes. an absolutely mind blowing run split. She, went she ran, I think, one sixteen. Yeah, and a half. like this. The seventh or eighth best overall run. Oh. She beat basically yeah. all but eight guys in the pro field on the run. Yeah, and just was... just killed it. That's so that awesome. was uh, that was that that was pretty amazing. But outside of that, yeah, uh, everything's ramping up now with Oceanside, and then we'll have plenty more to talk about here coming Oceanside's up. Oceanside's gonna be the big one for sure. Evan, call your shot on Oceanside. Yep. Where are you gonna land? Oh, where, where, where am I going to land? Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So there's 72 guys on the start list. Big. 72. Wow. That is like an ITU sized field. Big. Uh, let's say, let's say 60 guys race. I will call my shot. I will be 28th. If 60 Ooh, guys race. Good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be 28th. If be 50, that would be I would love my, my, my best day. If I race my absolute best day and I have some things fall into place, Top 20 would be a dream. So top 20 is if you guys see a teen next to my number, you know that I'm party having time. many celebratory beers. Yeah, <laughs> party time that night. So. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Yep. How about All this? All right, guys. Let's do one last thing. You got one last thing you want to say before you go, before you head out? Yeah, um, I'll try and on that Monday when we come back, I'll try and or that, that next week try to hop on the podcast so I can give a report on the race too race and how report. it went. But yes. Yeah. We'll need it. That'd be yeah, fantastic. Or, Yep. Sounds good, guys. I'll probably come over to the neighborhood, too, to hang out that next week. So I'll see you guys then. All right, All right. Evan. Thanks for your time, buddy. We'll talk to you Later. soon. Later, Price. Hey, Brandon, Lance. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Lance, one last thing. Uh, my one last thing is I'm just, just rubbing in the beauty that oh. is this. Yeah, you're killing oh. us, man. You're killing us. Yeah, his phone just... <laughs> Don't worry. You know, it's just some sort of gorgeous beach you know, sunset or something. I don't know, Lance. It can't be sunset <laughs> at this time of day, but still, you're killing us. Yeah. Hepler, you're a jackal. You freaking ice cream sandwich. <laughs> Where? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, yep, that's fair. That's fair. Sweet. All right. Uh, Have a safe flight home, Lance. Yep. Matt LeGrand, one last thing. Bud. Oh, I posted a video. It bombed last week or this week, Wednesday. The, uh, the Brighton one? Brighton. Brighton Radar. No one cares. No, no one cares. wants. No one's. No one wants to watch that. Like, I posted it, and like a couple people watched it. Yeah, I. Uh, it's I'm, a great video. Go check it out. Yeah. Everyone that's listening, go check it out. It's it's something. It's a it's a new radar on the market. Um, it's so it's a competitive option to the Garmin Varia radar. Yep. And now there are a couple of radars on the market. There's a couple of Varias, and then there's the Machine radar, and then there's this one from Brighton called the Brighton Guardia, not Varia. Guardia. Mm -hmm. So slight difference there. Totally different product. Price point is 130 bucks. So you do save a little bit of money over the Garmin stuff. But uh, post that video and no one, no one's that interested in it. So now uh, it's funny because I, they, they, I'm, I feel like I'm special, kind of like Matt Legrand. Yep. They reached out, special. they reached out, and they wanted me to do a review because Lance and I have done a, a couple reviews on some radars, and they seem to have gotten a decent amount of traction. So they reached out and asked if we could do a, a similar review on that, which I was happy to oblige. They sent over everything, and I uh, have probably used it for a total of maybe six or seven hours of, of riding. I used it when we were down in Tucson, and I used it here when I did that ride last week on the flogging mm -hmm. ride. Um, I opted not to finalize a video because I would have felt really bad. Um, and I, in turn, got and back to them and said, listen, no I, I, I can <laughs> I can put out a video for you, and I'd be happy to do that if that's what you want me to do, but I don't think you're going to like what I have to say. So right. um, I just wanted to give you the option of, like, 
do you want to hear my concerns and see if you can address them or would you like me to put the video out? And so the, the gentleman that I was working with, this is a super nice guy. Yeah. He said, you know, please send over your concerns so that we can take that back and see if yeah. there's anything that we can do to, um, you know, address those. Yep. And if he gets back to me within a few days and, and whatnot and saying that they're working with it and he acknowledges that, and I'll, I'll hold off and wait and see if they come out with a firmware update that solves said issues. And if they not, came out with a firmware update yesterday, I think. Another one yesterday? I mean, they, this is the thing. This is constantly in development at this point. Yeah. It's just going to, it's going to take some iterations for them to flush it out and get it yep. anywhere close to where the Garmin Varia is. I, I just don't think it's quite the same quality when it comes to like detecting cars and doing it quickly and early enough and not giving you late detections and things like that. Not that they won't get there. It's just going to take time. Yeah. And I don't want to be the experimental person. No. You know, no. I mean, it's not like it's going to kill you, but no. you, you put that on your bike for a reason because yeah. you want to rely on the information that it's mm -hmm. giving you and to help protect yourself and put and, yourself in a good the position. Problem, the problem is, is you and I are both in a situation where we've been using the Varia radars for a very long time. I've been using it since they came out. Yep. I've used every iteration and it generally is not since on my bike. Since it was sideways. And so remember when it was like tilted sideways? Yeah. And it was box, great. Yep. And it was fantastic. And it was like one of these products where you start to lean on it so much that you stop turning and looking around. And so then when you have a different radar on there and it's not quite the same yep. high quality, you really don't want to assume that there's no cars back there and drift into traffic. Yeah. So yeah. it so, could be dangerous. Yeah. My my final note to them was is like, I really want this to work well yep. for you because I think it's good for the marketplace to have mm -hmm. competition because that's going to spur along like, you know, innovation that's going right. to push R&D stuff further. And maybe it's going to be, you know, the will be the benefactors of a better product, but it also brings the price down. I mean, mm -hmm. for the Varia, it's the, the base one, well, not the base one, but the one with the flashing light on it, it's 200 bucks. And if you want right. the one without the light in it, I believe it's about the same price. I believe it's that 130 price tag, if is I'm it? not mistaken. Okay. I was going to say 150, something like that. Somewhere in there. But, but still, I think the thing to do is wait to find that Varia on sale because it very frequently it is 20% off. It, it, yeah, you will definitely see that when they're getting ready to come out with a new iteration or around Black Friday or yep, yep. there's usually one other time during the year that they'll run a sale. And yeah. you know, Garmin's pretty good about giving us a heads up on that and they actually work with us so that we can help pass that along with good. people as yep. well. So that's a good thing. But this other one, I'm like, I just can't put my stamp of approval on this and I don't mm. want to come out and like really like bash you because I want you to be successful in this marketplace. Yep. So it'll be interesting yeah. because Brighton is one of these companies that they do a lot of cool bike stuff. They do bike computers. They're doing this radar. You know, they, they I think they sponsor some sort of team. I don't think it's a big team or anything like that, but it's interesting. Like it's a, yeah. one of those things where it's like, maybe it's something that dialed would potentially bring into their, you know, their sales repertoire, but they got to make good stuff and it's yeah. gotta be rock solid for yeah. you guys to carry. Gotta be reliable. Think, so. Yep, too many issues. So, yep. but we'll yep. uh, we'll circle back and see what they say. Hopefully, yeah. you can come back with a better report because I do think that it would be nice to be able to offer that to people. I think it'd be good to see a video that's like, this was released and all these reviews came out right when it was released. Here's how things look after it's kind of updated some of the firmware a little bit and yeah. things have solidified a little bit. Yeah, because I'm not going to go back and make another video about this one. Yeah. So. It'd be well, nice if someone did. Yeah, it went from really bad because you've had this for some time. I've now. had it for a long went time. Went from really bad to like put it on the shelf and wait for them to fix it. And then yeah. they came back and they fixed it. And it was like, all right, it's good. You're really close. And then they came out with another firmware update and it went back to really bad. I've had it for even longer. I think like something Six or seven months. Yeah, yeah, something really, really long. And uh, and at first it just didn't work at all. Yeah. And then they got like they actually sent me a whole new device. And so I think I have two of them. But oh like, wow. But the old one, I don't even know if it's functional or whatever. But yeah, so this one, 
it it did it was okay and it was and i think that you said that they updated the firmware and it kind of got a little shaky or well they came out with a firmware update last week a week ago from now and it was working okay i had some issues with false positives I had some issues with late um, cars right. popping up. Yep. And I'm like, that's not perfect, but it's not like... It's not horrible. It's not yeah. horrible, but it's, it's like almost serviceable. Mm-hmm. I, I personally wouldn't spend less to get that particular yeah, exactly. device, but if they can fine-tune that, then even better. Then they said, all right, we're coming out with our final firmware update. I'm like, sweet, hopefully it'll solve all the problems. And it made it even worse. I mean, yeah. I had I had to restart it multiple times just to get it to pick up cars. Mm. I probably had in a two-hour time span 15-ish uh, false mm-hmm. positives. I had it throwing up uh, things on my head unit saying that it had a low battery when I checked on the app to check to see exactly where it's at. It's at 52%. I'm like, yeah, this just isn't going really well, Not guys. going well, guys. <laughs> yeah, and so my fear is that for me, it's like this This happens with products where they're like, oh, we're going to update firmware. We're going to update firmware. Tell, you know, tell your people or whatever. I'm like, no, the ship has sailed. I'm probably going to put this in a box, put it somewhere, mm-hmm. and then move on because there's so many other things to review and so many other videos to make. And so yeah. it's a little tricky because you do want these companies to, or you want to have a, a good reflection of where these yeah. things are, but it's hard when firmware comes out after yeah. the launch that, yeah. that fixes the problems. Yeah. So. And for you, because you're putting out so many videos and you're busy and you've got a a, a queue of stuff lined up for probably weeks. I mean, you've got a ton of stuff that you want to make. So to come back and, and, you know, touch up on that again, and it's probably a pain in the butt for you. Right. Well, it's just like I don't want to spend a whole week. You know, if I do one video per week, I don't want to spend a whole week on this is a product I've already reviewed and here's the update. Unless it's something that's extremely popular. Yeah. Because then, you know, I'll come back and talk about the Apple Watch Ultra, of course. But this video got like no views. Yeah. It uh, is what it is. Did you even crack a thousand views on it? Oh, it's a two hundred views right now. Oh my goodness, that's for or, you. That's brutal. Or three hundred, maybe. I mean, you I mean, usually get a couple hundred just in the first hour of posting a video. Yeah. From, oh jeez, it's a, it's right at around three hundred. Gotcha. So not good. <clears throat> cool. All right. Um, well, I, I would call it my one last thing, but I'll, I'll come out. Uh, I've yeah. got one more week of getting stuff done. We'll have to. We'll, we'll, we'll put on a podcast next week, but we might have to record two next week because I'm going to be taking off on April 1st. Wait. I'm going to be gone for a whole week. So I'm going to more fun. Yeah, I'm going to be going to Mexico. You guys usually do something fun for, yeah, for but spring break. We generally don't leave the country, though, and we're leaving the country this go around. So where are you going? I am, well, we're going to Playa de Carmen. Does that sound right? I don't know. Like, um, Anyway, yeah, Lancel now. Yeah, World it's Playa de Carmen. My, my wife and my daughter have been planning this whole thing, and it's by Cozumel, maybe. Cancun? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I think it's Playa Carmen, but we're just super forward, looking forward to doing that. Are you bringing a bike? I am not bringing a bike. And so that yeah, was going to be uh, the one little sticking point, but I don't know if I want to be riding a bike down there. I think I'm going to be get that. more keen on finding a workout facility that I can go jump on a stationary bike. But yeah. um, Playa Carmen, I'm almost 100% sure that that's where we're going. So if anybody has any recommendations or suggestions yeah. of things to do down there outside of this little resort that we're staying at, which should be pretty cool, I'm all ears because I uh, I'm looking for some fun and I need to get out of town and I want some sunny weather. Yeah, really want some, some sunny sun. weather. Yeah, it's like I want to go back to Tucson, but yeah, we need to get some more sun. Good, cool. There's Look Lance. At, Lance is over here flexing, showing us the the Hawaiian landscape here, and it looks gorgeous there. You're not too far away from the ocean, Lance. How much swimming did you do? Um, I did do a a single swim triathlete. <laughs> I did. Uh, I I put I put a mask and uh, snorkel and fins on and did some snorkeling, if you can call it a swim. I I, I was ripping it at six minute per hundred meter pace. Nailed it. So, <laughs> nailed. did you see any cool uh, fish or turtles or hear any whales or anything? 
I was in a I was in a little bay that had like 40 turtles in it. Whoa. So he swimming around with the turtles and following them and that's cool. Yeah, it was it, cool. So all right, you guys got anything else? We all done with this one? That's it. Cool. Lance, we'll catch you. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, um, my phone will be silenced tonight if for some reason your daughters forget to pick you up at the airport at 1 a.m. But uh, <laughs> uh, we got it all settled. Okay. There's this thing called Uber if you uh, get into a sticky spot. So, <laughs> All right, we will be back next week with another one of these. And until then, bye for now.